Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. Hello everyone and welcome to another 49er Faithful UK show. Uh, unfortunately, Gareth can't make it tonight. I think he's moving very, very soon and he's packing and uh, we've all moved. We all know how it's like. So it's just me hosting tonight. I'm Najik Ryan. I'm joined by Paul Hope. What's up, Faithful? And Lee Gallen. Hey guys, how are you doing? All right, so back to normal schedule, kind of. We're doing a Seahawks review incoming. You guys got your free talking points for the game. Who wants to go first? Go on then, Paul. Go on, Paul. <laughs> well, my first one, I saved my catchphrase for you all, boys. So I'm feeling pretty good. So my main talking point is a system quarterback. That's what I've heard he's called. So we're going to discuss Brock Purdy. My second one is good things happen when Brandon Ayuk gets the ball. And my third one is the score prediction. We got yeah. our first 100% success. Yeah. Gowland is human. Look at his face. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> you, you know what? You know what? You went for the same score that I went with twice last season, and I should have known better and went with that score. What going to make you laugh, Lee? I can't read my own writing. I thought I went for 31-16. So in the Discord group we were all wanting another field goal so i was right <laughs> and then the next morning when nadji was like you were spot on i was thinking i was three out and i watched i was sure yeah. back i was like oh 31 13 so we said it would never happen it's happened so of it's course happened. we're going to talk He's about it. So it i, I, well I was kicking i was kicking myself because last season against the seahawks i went with 31 13 twice you did yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what There was some logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, classic, classic. All right, go on. Three yeah. talking points. Okay, mate. three talking bo- points. Uh, Sammy Womack's back, baby. Yeah, yes. Joan Jennings is a juggernaut. Yep. And we're back to being Sac, Sac Francisco. Oh, is hard back. to say. Very it is nice. hard to say. Very, very nice. Uh, yeah, my free talking point, I had Jawan as well, because we all love a third and Jawan. That play was awesome. Um, we're definitely the best team in the NFC West. More on that very soon. And my third one was, I was going to talk Brock Purdy as well. Uh, he's very good. Although, there's been posts on the on the group talking about an elite throw, which I don't think is that good of a throw. But, you know, he's, I, Brock Purdy is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Um, but we're going to talk about all that. First, though, because I think this might be the first time. I'm sure some people in the group have gone to Seattle. But we had our own El Presidente in attendance. Um, do you want to talk to us really quickly about the city first and then tell us about Lumen Field? Do you think it's worth to go? Do you think it's not worth to go? Did you have a good time? Did you know? I, we all know you had a good time. <laughs> so, so obviously, I, I had limited time there. I was only there really two two full days because the third day was game day and the full yep. day was spent uh, tailgating and at the game. Um, it, it's a smaller city than San Francisco. What surprised me was it's just as hilly as San Francisco. That caught us out because I went out for a run on the Wednesday morning. Um, I managed to basically run around all the major sites in a seven-mile route on the morning, so it didn't really take us very long. Um, other than the Space Needle and uh, Lumen's Field, there's not really much there. The Pike Market, I, I hate the smell of fish. <laughs> I'll have to be honest. 
So, I mean, me and Andy Hudson went in there and we were having a, we were having a mooch about. And as soon as we came up against the fish stall, we, we had to actually walk outside and look at it from outside in over because it just stunk and it just turned me green <laughs> that did. Um, it was interesting to see the very first Starbucks that is right outside of Pike Market. Yep. Um, believe it or not, we had to get up at five o'clock in the morning to join the queue to get into that Starbucks. It was Oh, crazy. yeah. No, I, I, I did that too. Uh, we went there, there was a massive queue, and I just went two blocks away, and there's another one which is bigger and more modern, and it's the same yeah, coffee. But, but the whole point was to get that coffee from the very first yeah, day yeah, of Starbucks, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. and to get your photo taken outside. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, on the Wednesday morning, I think it was the Wednesday morning, might have been the Friday morning. It all just blurred into one. I think it was the Friday morning, actually. Um, yeah, we got up at five o'clock in the morning, went to Starbucks, had our photo taken outside, grabbed a coffee in the cup, and then uh, and then went back to the hotel. Um, I think I actually grabbed a. It definitely was Friday. <laughs> definitely was Friday, because as soon as we got back to the hotel, I went back to bed again for an hour because I was still hungover. <laughs> um, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this, but I, I, I must have still been drunk on the Friday morning because after getting dressed. I'd forget to put my shoes on and I was out the door. <laughs> and Andy was like, are you serious? And I'm like, what? Your shoes? Oh, God. Sorry, I'm going to get my shoes on. But yeah, I'd had a lot to drink on game day. Let's put it that way. Um, so the city itself, I wasn't really in that impressed. I, I tried to do as much of it as possible, but like in that short space of time, it's difficult. Yeah. You go up the Space Needle. And I mean, it was forty-two dollars. I think it was yeah, expensive. Though. Um, you get some great views. You, I can't lie. You get some great views. You can see across the Bainbridge Island, which is a place that I wanted to go to, but we yeah, didn't get so, to because we didn't have the time. Yeah. Um, and you can pretty much see all the different sites around Seattle. You can see Lumens Field. You can see T-Mobile Park, which is right next to Lumen Field. Um, you can't quite see down under the peas because you've got all the skyscrapers stopping that. Um, but it is worth it, and they've got a glass floor. And mm. I never ever thought I would have a problem with heights. I, I don't mind heights at all. Um, but the strangest thing happened as soon as I walked onto that glass floor. My legs just felt like lead all of a sudden. I couldn't believe it. Was this was the Friday cobbled. morning? This was the Friday morning. No, was this the fireball <laughs> or was this the glass floor? <laughs> I can definitely say it was the glass floor, mate. I can honestly. I, I, it took us by surprise because, like I said, I've never had a problem with heights. But as soon as I walked on there and looked down, my legs just felt like lead. I was doing little baby steps along there. Wow. It took it, it took me a good five minutes to get the confidence to just walk backwards and forwards on the glass floor confidently. Um, I mean, luckily for me, I, I did get the confidence. Andy, Andy did. He was shuffling backwards and forwards like the uh, the penguin out of the old 1960s, 70s Batman series. Um <laughs> And I, I understand why he was doing that because, I mean, like I said, as soon as I walked on there, I thought, oof, I didn't expect that reaction from myself. Um, but it's well worth doing. Great views. You get a photo done and stuff like that. I, I think if you're going to go see out, you definitely need to do the Space Needle once. Yeah. Um, outside of that, like I said, we did Pike Market. We went around all the different um, shopping areas, went down the piers. The piers are a, a, a poor, a poor... Um, copy of San Francisco piers. It's the type of thing that you'd expect to see in Scarborough. There's a lot of um, tacky gift shop, shops yeah. there. 
Um, it wasn't great, but I mean, overall, we enjoyed the experience anyway because we were there for the sport. So outside of the city itself, obviously, we we did the um, the ice hockey on the Wednesday night um, mm. at Climate Pledge Arena. That was quite good, although the sharks absolutely suck. They do. They were terrible. But it was interesting because I, I turned up in my uh, my gold jacket. Um, I think the other guys all had 49er badges on somewhere or the other. And pretty much every one of the staff in Climate Pledge turned around and said, Go Niners. There was only wow. one guy turned around and said, Go Seahawks. What one, one of the staff in Climate Pledge. The funny thing was, we were sat just two seats over from these two guys and all came. So obviously I've got this bright gold jacket on. It's obvious I'm a Niners fan and everything else I had on was Niners anyway. Um, and we was, they were sat just two seats long from us all game long. And I think there was about three minutes left in the third period and me and Andy had uh, got up to go to the toilet before everybody rushes out the stadium. And the guy must have thought I was leaving. So he, he finally takes this opportunity to pipe up and say, go Seahawks. <laughs> so I, I laughed at him and just went went up to the toilet. And then I came back. And this is when I realised he was he thought I'd gone. Because <laughs> as soon as I got to that end of the aisle and said, how are you fellas? Get yourselves up so I can get along. He turned white as a sheet. <laughs> he must have thought, oh my God, what's going to happen here? <laughs> but it was funny. I mean, it was good natured. Um, what I would say, um, and uh, this is a huge plus point for anybody who wants to go to a game in Seattle, I didn't come across a Seahawks fan who was um, obnoxious or aggressive or anything like that. They're all very welcoming. Apart from one, maybe it's one. So when we went in the stadium and, and she didn't have anything to do with us, personally, we weren't talking to her. And she was being obnoxious to other Seahawks fans as well, um, not just 49er fans. Um, when, when we got into the stadium up on the concourse, I think it was only about half an hour before the game, so it was quite packed. It was quite packed. In fact, we, we were at a standstill trying to move around to where our seats were. And this one woman just piped up telling everybody to move out of the way because she has a seat ticket. To which Paul Lane, who was with us, replied, we've all got seat tickets, love. You're going to have to wait wait your turn. <laughs> and that's all he said to her. And she turned around to, her, uh, to a student and said, that 49er fan has just been aggressive to us and threatened us. All he said was, you're just going to have to wait your turn like the rest of us. So she was the only one. But luckily enough, there was other Seahawks fans around us basically telling her to... Shut up. Um, but in a little bit of a stronger way, they were telling her to shut up. <laughs> so it was quite good um, to see that there was a family in front of us. Um, he, he was really good natured. He he was an absolute scream. His little So he had two daughters and a wife. The two daughters were sat in between the two parents. Um, I think the eldest daughter was maybe 13, 14, the youngest six or seven. And midway through the year... Uh, <laughs> Midway through the third quarter, she turned around and said, Daddy, the Seahawks are crap. Why can't we be 49er fans? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, give us the fist bump. And she just looked at us and like, look at that. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. But yeah, there, there was no problems whatsoever. It, it just felt really, um, really welcoming. So I was, I was quite happy with all that. Um, the stadium itself, it, it does look good. Prices are pretty much on comparison with Levi's. They sold out of game day pins by one o'clock in the afternoon. So this is before the gates opened up. They had them in the team shop. They sold out the team shop 
by one o'clock. By the time we got inside the stadium, there's no game day pins left. I went round every single stand on that upper concourse and nothing at all, um, which was a bit disappointing. The way it set out, I, I think it set out okay, but when you get so many people who tailgate and then turn up the game 45 minutes before kickoff, half an hour before kickoff, you, you literally have tens of thousands of people trying to squeeze through these concourses to get to the seats. So that, that caused a little bit of a an issue, but nothing that kind of spoiled the whole experience. Right. It's an older stadium, isn't it? They didn't really think of that kind of stuff yeah. back in the day. And That's it's not as cool as I thought. It's not as cool as I thought. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, I went wearing thermals. I had a T-shirt underneath my jersey and I had a hoodie. So when we got the stadium, I put my hoodie on underneath my jersey and then I had my gold jacket and a hat. And, um, yeah, we didn't feel the cold at all. Good. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, when I was there, I wasn't. I didn't get abused or anything. And I had Niner gear on pretty much all the time. Um I would say, yeah, the city itself, I think if you're just going to go to Seattle, a couple of days, three days, maybe, if you really don't want to do much. But I think it's more about going to the islands, going in the forest, going exploring, exploring what is in state rather than Seattle itself. There's not that much to do in there. But it is beautiful had, all the yeah, way around. Had, it's... had we realized before Friday morning that you can jump on a fast ferry and get to Canada in one hour, yeah. We'd have gone to Canada. Yeah. Just to yeah, say yeah. we've been to Canada. Go to Vancouver. Well, I'll decide there's a bowler here. Cool. All right. Amazing. Sounds like you had a good time. Shall we talk about Thanksgiving meat and game? When, where should we start? Uh, let's start Sammy Womack. I think because I think it was pretty obvious he was back. <laughs> you could tell. Um, it makes Mitch's job so much easier uh, in my eye um, when he's on the field and I think, was it the first punt he got down to the one or the two? I can't remember. Well, I mean, he passed it to Darrell. To, 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 to Ronnie Bell, I think it was. Oh, to Ronnie Bell, that's right. Yeah, it was to Ronnie Bell. But it was Luther Jr., who we should talk about as well. Um, yeah, go on, take it away. Yeah, I mean, he, he made two great plays on um, on special teams. That one where he downed it at the one to, um, to Ronnie Bell. And then I think it was the third or fourth quarter, he, he made an excellent tackle. Um on a on a forty ers punt again to bring the ball carrier down, and I thought it just made such a difference because it, as soon as the special teams come on, I think what we've expected from Sammy since the start of last season is he makes plays. He's one of the quickest on special teams, and not only is he quick, he always seems to be in the right place at the right time to make a play. Yeah. Are you afraid that he might just turn into? a special team player and being just a perennial special team player or do you think he, he's got a shot at ever making the team as a corner? I think he's got a shot at making the team as a corner. If you believe the rumours, Shanahan wasn't very impressed with his uh, tackling of the runner ability. He didn't think he was, as, he was as aggressive as what he could have been. But when you see him on special teams, he never shies away from tackle there and he goes in full beans. Yeah. I think... Ambry Thomas playing so well is going to make it difficult. Yeah. Because Ambry Thomas is playing really well. Um, I think Isaiah Oliver is a non-component in this. I can't see us keeping hold of him at the end of the season because I think he's been poor. Yeah. I, I think because we've we've still gone for another two seasons. 
I think he's going to be on the team for those two seasons and I think he's going to have an opportunity. It'll come along. You know injuries happen all the time. Yeah. I'm not going to wish an injury on anybody. Um, if he gets a shot, he gets a shot. I think he is a good player. Um, I think he just needs to have a, a decent run in the team to show that. But he has to earn that. that yeah. That's the thing. He has to earn it. Yeah, that's right. Um, I really want to quick, quickly talk about Daryl Luther Jr. as well. I might, uh, is it Luther or Luther? I can't remember now. Luther. Um, Luther. Luther. Yeah, there's no Luther. H. Um, go on, Paul. Tell us about it. Did you get a little bit scared when, uh, I can't remember who the returner was, but saving touchdown tackle and they, they didn't even score points on that drive if i recall no, i think all this called free maybe yeah maybe just a field goal on that drive but yeah go on yeah no because they didn't score a touchdown on the offensive side of the ball did they which we'll get to but um mm-hmm. i think i'm going to answer your question going back to the warmack one if you'd asked me that same question you'd asked late a couple of weeks ago i'd have been nervous now there was a lot of talk about steve wilkes but the likes of warmack the likes of Luther. They've been mixed in. They've been getting snaps here and there. And Wilkes has done very well at preparing these chaps. Like you've said, the NFL injuries, unfortunately, we've lost Burks. But Warmack came back in. And sometimes in the NFL, you grasp your chance as a special teamers. I think we traded up for Luther. There was a lot of talk in the offseason. Chapman, Breezy, the content creators we, we referenced were very high on this kid. We hadn't seen much of him, Nadji. But like you said, if you're going to make an impact in the biggest game of the season, like you said, if that kid misses a tackle, the kick return is away. And Seattle special teams are ranked number one in the league. And because we didn't have time to do a proper preview show, I hadn't really thought about it until about mm. an hour before kickoff. And I was reading up on the articles and I was thinking, hang on a minute, special teams could come to bite us on the bum. But I think he, he did well. I was quite impressed with him. And, and like you said, with Hufanga being out injured, maybe this is the opportunity for someone to step up and show us what they've got. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's what you want to see from your rookies and young people, just, you know, earning, trying to earn the chance to start at some point. And as you said, you never know. An injury here, an injury there. You get thrusted into the lineup. I mean, <laughs> Brock Purdy should know about it. Um, and then you show up and then maybe you just win the game and you never you win the job and you never let it go. No, it's good to see. And I'm, I'm glad Sammy's back because it does, it does really change our... I mean, the... It wasn't just that he was back and we he made two good plays. A whole special team, when we're punting, the, the field is completely flipped. And then we had such good position all night and really helped us win that game compared to their position, which was they, they were starting on their one, two. I mean, I know Gino fell down and they started on a one, but you know, they're starting position was horrible and because they weren't as good as we are it's it's so much more difficult if you have to drive 20 30 more yards than the other team on every drive uh it you know eventually it shows you throw picks you throw you fumble um you know it's it it's not easy so yeah i'm glad that our special team is showing a bit better although that return was a bit scary um but thankfully i made the tackle at the right time and that's all that matters um all right, let's move on and talk about. I mean, what do you want? What do you guys want to talk about? Should we talk BA? Should we talk Jawan Jennings? That was setting. Let's talk. Let's talk Jawan because we don't talk about him that often. Um, go on. You mean Lee, the was... best seven-yard reception the NFL has oh, seen this year, Nadji? Give, give, so give it his props. Give it his props. That was so good. Go on, Lee. 
Yeah, I mean, but what can you say about it? It was incredible. He, he should never, ever have gotten a first down. Not even yeah. a <laughs> he, he should never, ever have gotten a first down there. It was, it was just incredible. To see him make that spin move and those two defenders coming in after he was already wrapped all off by one of them and make them miss while he's engaged with the defender and then fight his way to that first down. He, Like I said, he's like a juggernaut. Mm. That's what he's like. And he's a safe pair of hands as well, especially on mm. third time. Yeah, it really is. Uh, to me, and you can tell me if you felt the same when you saw the play, uh, at that moment, it showed to me that we wanted it more than they did. And it's not just, you know, oh, it's a good play and he got a tiny bit lucky. He just, he wanted it more than the Seahawks wanted to stop him. And I think that kind of showed the whole uh, mindset of the both teams at that time. And then we saw the same thing with DK Metcalf had one on on the third and eight on the slant. And he didn't try it anywhere near as hard and got tackled. You know, it was like fourth and two or something. And he could have because he's strong and he's big, apparently. So everybody says. But, you know, I think like those, those two players contrasted the whole night. Or one team really wanted to win. The other one was kind of just enjoying Thanksgiving as soon as possible. They just wanted to get out of here and eat some turkey. Um, but, yeah. Paul, what did you think of? Do you think that that showed, or do you, it's just me being biased? No, well, El Presidente said it this time last year. Chalk and cheese. Look at DK Metcalf came into this, giving it the talk. Didn't need to know who the Niners defenders were. He was the man. And I think what's overlooked is the amount of playmakers we have on our team. When your numbers called, you have to make that opportunity. And Jennings had one reception for seven yards, and like you said, you see the freeze frame. How he's got first down from there is unbelievable, but it shows the fight in the team, but it also yeah. shows the pride in your work, and, and it set the tone. Like you said, three defenders around him, no problem, and then he's still blocking his heart out all night long, and he got one reception. You know, yeah. Debo, it was his time to get his numbers called. I know Gareth's not here, Lee, but Gareth did say Debo was going to be the man to watch, so give Gareth his props. But yeah. It just shows, like you said, Najee, we turned up. This was the biggest game of the season. George Kittle talked about it before the game. Um, and Kyle has to have the credit for turning the team around. You know, we saw the Lions smoke out on Thanksgiving. It's what the Lions do. But we're still fighting <laughs> for that number one seed, you know, with the number one team in the NFC. And the Seahawks gives me nightmares. Ten years I've had Russell Wilson tormenting me. And apart from a couple of nervy moments on Thursday night, I wouldn't even call them that. I'm quite getting used to this, chaps. Quite like going up into Seattle. And it, it must have been Leave awesome being there, Lee. Like when, when Jennings <laughs> that made that play, Lee, on Thursday night, the home crowd must have just thought, this, what can we do? Yeah. You, you know what? The home crowd was dressed in red, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, I was yeah. quite surprised how many 49 yeah, fans got into the stadium. And um, one of the things I haven't mentioned, I've just watched the game back, the game back in 40, and it did actually sound loud on the recording. But when you're in the stadium, it didn't sound as loud as what I was expecting it to sound. Although I hadn't said that. So Sam Tranmer, who was over there with us, he had earplugs in all throughout the game because it was hurting his ears. It was that loud. Um, but again, <laughs> I'd had a lot to drink. <laughs> so don't take my don't take my word for it. But I, I didn't particularly think it was an intimidating atmosphere. And like I said, when you look around, all you could see is red jerseys everywhere. Red jerseys and Gold jackets. 
nice jackets. <laughs> but it was. It was it was great to be there. And I mean the thing that did it for me was um, the last touchdown to Ayuk that throw. And that that was at the end zone where we were. So we oh, had okay. a great view of that. And yeah, we we went absolutely nuts when that went in. Well, you've segued nicely into P- that. Perfect throw segue. Because yeah. I'm going to agree with Najee Karah, and I've done some homework on this, but go on, Najee, because you don't think it is an elite throw, and I'm going to agree with you, only because I've watched some breakdowns and people who know more about this than me. It was a good throw. It was a, a good fantastic throw. touchdown, Lee, but go on, Najee. I know where you're going with this one, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we're going to talk about BA, of course, in a minute, because as you said, Paul, when we involve him in, into our game, when he gets involved, it, everything is so much easier, and that touchdown was pretty good, very good. Um, but yeah, I saw some people posting... Oh, nobody talks about this throw. If Mahomes does this throw, he's talked about. It's like, nah, it, everybody's four yards away from, from Ayuk. Uh, I think the closest defender is about two yards away. And if you actually, because I watched it in the old 22, if you pose as soon as uh, Brock just about let, let, ball, the, uh, let go of the ball, he's got about half a field to work with, and Ayuk has beat his guy. It's, it's just wide open. And yeah, he, he drops it in. And it's a very nice throw because he's on a move. He's about to get hit. He's just sliding outside the pocket, the pocket to his left, which is really hard to throw back across your across your body, kind of thing. Uh, and yeah, it's a good throw. Don't get me wrong. Like this is you know top ten, top fifteen throw for sure. But it's not. This isn't the best throw you you'll see Brock Brock do. And he's done. Yeah. The, the one last week against the Bucks to Ayuk was better, I think. Uh, um, I think the way, the 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 perspective that people are coming from is. Jimmy Garoppolo would never even oh, attempted that throw. Yeah, no, absolutely. Of course, yeah. No, no. It, that's Jimmy who, Lee? Jimmy who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's top 15, isn't it? And we all know Jimmy is probably around, when he was with us, he was probably around 15, 20 kind of thing in terms of QB ranking. Uh, but that, I mean, that's my opinion. I've watched it back and I just think it's, it's a throw I expect Brock to do nine times out of 10 and hit it nine times out of 10. Uh, but he had to check down to Juice wide open for a first down as well. So yeah, just go and watch the whole twenty-two. Yeah, I was going to say is... J- JT or Sullivan broke it down that J. Oh, did he? Yeah, he said course. he was impressed with Jimmy would have checked it down. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan was expecting the check down. Obviously, yeah. the touchdown was amazing, but it came after one of his worst throws, and that's why I'm smiling because we used to reference Jimmy, didn't we? He turned the ball over, then he'd have a mm-hmm. good throw. But Brock has just taken that. And added another level because I think what people got excited as well, Nadji, is the the zone defense which Seattle were playing. We said that in the preview show. Seattle are going to do zone, and Brock mm-hmm. eat that up all day long. But the fact it was it was a dart. But I've seen Ayuk may have ran the wrong route. James oh, Wilson gives an explain, and maybe what he was saying, Brock Purdy's biggest strength is anticipation because he says when he releases the ball. Technically speaking, he had no right to throw it there, but maybe that's the chemistry that them two have been yeah. working on. Good things happen when you throw Brandon Ayuk the ball. Lee, you must have been leaping up and down when that one went in because as soon as it landed, you thought this is a touchdown, and that, yeah. that iced the game for us really. And it, did, yeah. it gave us the thirty-one points. No, I'm not going to lie; I was like, tough. "No more, no more! Stop it there! Stop it there!" <laughs> should have won that game, forty-five seventeen. I guess it, yeah, but never should've. mind. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, BA is just, yeah, they, those two are on a different page, I think. They, there is some kind of, you know, I'm not going to say it's the Manning, Reggie Wayne, and, and you know, all those, like, partnerships, you know, Gronk, 
a Brady, that kind of thing. Not yet, but it has a feel for it. It's just like they can kind of like close their eyes for the ball in the air and good things will happen. Um, yeah, BA is just amazing. I, I'm going to say it again. Uh, I think I said it on the live, uh, the, the Bucks review that we did real quick, but a couple of weeks ago, I thought BA probably wouldn't get signed again um, because, you know, contracts, Debo, CMC, potentially Chase Young, Brock contract, etc. Armstead needs a new contract soon. All that kind of stuff. I was thinking maybe we can find somebody that's as good as Brandon, but seeing him live and seeing him against the Seahawks, I just think maybe not. Maybe maybe we do need to bring to keep BA around, uh, especially if he's got a connection with Brock. I think that would be foolish for us to get rid of him. Um, I don't know if you guys agree. Of course you do. Well, have you seen the stats? <laughs> 88.9% of Brandon's catches this year have either gone for a first down or a touchdown. Yes. Yeah. You, you can't quibble at that. <laughs> no, you can't you can't break that down better than that. That's yeah, that's the crux essentially. Uh right, let's move on. Let's let's talk quickly defense. I know we didn't really talk defense in our free talking points. I'm sure Gareth would have, so we're gonna honor him and talk about defense. I I've obviously I've got a new player watch uh, which we'll talk about later it's jaya brown of course um but yeah oh no you did we did we did talk okay. about yeah i can't say it Sac francisco <laughs> Sac francisco that's it uh go on take it away yeah so ever, ever since chase young's come in we've just been on the ball we have our, our sacks have gone through the roof oh. i mean six sacks it's because or, Steve Wilkes is on the sideline. I, I don't know. Or, 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 it's because Sammy Womack's back and he's on the <laughs> sideline. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or, because we were in attendance for the last two games. Yeah. It's, yeah. Our farm. <laughs> it's something. Yeah. I mean, they, they mentioned it on the uh, the, the broadcast um, on the Game 40 when I was watching it. It just feels as though every time San Francisco get a sack, it's all four of the defensive front line. That are there yeah. all at the same time, yeah. Um, and we're doing it so well; it's going to be difficult for any type of quarterback, even yeah. a mobile quarterback. And to be honest, I mean, Geno Smith is a relatively mobile quarterback yeah. to to escape that pressure. And it's going to be interesting to see how we go for the rest of the season because we're going to be coming up against mobile quarterbacks. And if we can keep this same sort of pressure, I mean, on paper, on paper, we've got the number one overall offense. We've got the number one overall defense. This is ours to lose this season. The only thing that's mm-hmm. going to stop us is injuries or if players get too too complacent. Because what I was going to tie that in with is, is something you've both mentioned earlier. Um, I think Paul mentioned about DK Metcalf. Nadja, you mentioned it about the whole, we want to win it more than them. That was the one thing that surprised us about Seattle Seahawks. In the preview show, I did say I thought it was going to be a lot closer than that we'd all like um, and talking to some of the Seahawks fans around us I think that that was the one disappointing thing for them they've basically said the, the team don't put the evidence they just don't yeah. it was all the want to win um, sometimes they'll get a lucky break and, and go on a little bit of a run but other than that they don't seem to be able to to fight it out over a course of a season and to me that that is not uh, a Pete Carroll team no. Pete, Pete Carroll's teams have always been fighters. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just that he's gone past his prime, um, he's getting a little bit old for this, or whether or not he's just completely locked 
uh, lost the locker room anyway because of whatever methods he's using. I can't think it'd be the methods because I don't think he's going to change that much because he's a little bit long on the tooth. Um, so I, ju I just think it's maybe the message is getting a little bit old or he's losing that intensity in the locker room. And, and I, that surprised me. I've, I think there's also a um, personnel thing. They just don't really have the pieces and the you know, the characters that they, they used to have that would carry the message Pete Carroll's going. You know, they don't have the Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas and the Sherman. And as much as we ate Russell Wilson, he was kind of a leader, wasn't he? He was very much, we need to win now, we need to do this now. You know, like Baldwin... Uh, all these people that used to grind and work and show example, they don't really have them. They've got DK Metcalf, which is, is, is all mouth and no action. Yeah, he is. Uh, basically, I think like the only one that they've got left from that era is Tyler Lockett, which which I admire as a player. Right, I really Bo like Bo it. Bobby Wagner's back. And yeah, Bobby Wagner is uh, yeah. kind of, but he's also, you know, he, he went away and he came back and it feels like he came back as a service to the team more than really him wanting to. Yeah. And he's kind of there just enjoying his paycheck before he can retire and go to the Hall of Fame. But yeah, I, I just think they, don't, they just haven't found the people to carry the message forward. Not anymore, anyway. I mean, I'm not going to complain. I'm, I love going up there and beating them down like that. It's, it's great to see. That's three in a row I now. I think as well that it's a, it's a match-up nightmare. I, I've heard yeah. other people talk about that. Seattle have focused on the cornerbacks, the wide receivers. I think they forget what division they're in. And mm. we have our way... I mean, Carl Shanahan, before the Ayuk touchdown, we're all raving about run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Then he puts the pass. And, and Carl Shanahan must have been thinking, where's his Seattle defence? Like you said, Lee, Pete Carroll normally gives a tougher game. But for the last 10 years, <laughs> they've given us a game. So keep this Seattle team for the next 10 years for me. But I think it's difficult to overstate how good Nick Bosa was on Sunday. Whether Chase Young's coming in and giving him that kind of kick up the backside that we all said he might need. I mean, he recorded five quarterback hits, two tackles for a loss, two sacks. And like you said, Lee, it wasn't just Bosa. Armstead, Hargrave was well. Hargrave got multiple sacks, which uh, a couple of weeks ago we were saying we need to see a bit more yeah. from, from, from Hargrave. And then even Kinlaw, he wasn't yeah. on the field a lot, but maybe That's we might fun. regret picking up his fifth-year option because Kinlaw is looking pretty decent. But that whole... Defensive front is shown, like you said, Lee. We've with the number one defense for points allowed, which is the important one for me. The offense is clicking on all cylinders, and like you said, Kyle Shanahan always gets the team playing well this time, especially in bird hunting season, which we've got for the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think it starts again. You know, it, I think Wilkes has changed a few things for sure. You know that having Bosa and and Young in the middle and Armstead and Hargrave as the end with Bosa and Young standing up as a as a, as defensive tackle. That's not something you see very often. I, I really like it, and they they kind of like do stunts out of it, and sometimes it's just ball rush out of it. It's mixed up a little bit the rushing lanes. It's not just sent for the way you know try and speed rush and ball rush. Um, so I think there's definitely been a bit of a change there that's helping. But as I also think the secondary is playing much better. And Mooney Ward, who uh, I'm pretty sure got the Discord MVP. Yeah. Um, unanimous. A, unanimous, yeah, unanimous Discord, Discord, MVP. Discord MVP. Which is very rare. Very, very rare. Especially in a game where Brock is playing that well and CMC played incredible. Uh, it's, it's rare to have a defensive player win it 
outright. Um, but yeah, Mooney Ward was absolutely on point. And we've been calling for his name. He needed to play better. But that's what happens when he plays better and the secondary is tighter. Then the, the front four can get to and, and well, apparently it was Kyle Shanahan, not Steve Wilkes, that called oh, Mooney Ward to shadow. That's what I've heard after the game. Apparently Shanahan wanted Ward to shadow Metcalf. I think he was targeted 10 times. There was three pass knockdowns. Like you said, Najee Ward. Should have had a pick. Out. Um, yep, should have had a pick. And he's been paid the money, and that's what we wanted to see. So he broke up three passes, two which prevented downfield throws I'm seeing here. And I One think that down. energy Easy. allowed it. And again, you're going on about the, the front. Steve Wilkes isn't what he's done. It's not rocket science. He's letting his best players play. The Tampa Bay game, I thought we wouldn't see as much as Bosa, as um, Chase Young. They played pretty much all the snaps. They were on the field all the time. Again, that's continued in Seattle. And they're looking healthy for it. So <laughs> long may it continue. Yeah, not a bad thing, is it, lads? Send them for after the quarterback. And if he does actually get away from them, he throws the ball deep. Mooney Ward is going to eat it all up. So Yeah, that's it. And then uh, we'll talk about our players later because I do want to talk about J.O. Brown because um, I think he's I think he's good. I think he's very good. I really like him. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on to, to the big man. Uh, I forgot to put his jersey up, but he's normally there. Number 13, there you go. Thank you, Paul. Let's talk Brock. Let's talk Brock because... Yes, that throw that we talked about earlier wasn't, I don't think, was particularly extremely elite. It was a very good throw. But I do think he is elite. I think he, he makes us. And Colin Swerve said it, uh, if you watch the game on TV. He said it, yes, yes, he's got CMC, he's got Kittle, he's got Debo. But you also have to make the throw, and you have to make it on time, and, and it has to be not a yard too far, and it's on, on the money, on time. Uh, and it just it just makes everything click together. He's the glue to that offense, um, and I absolutely love him, and he's very, very good. He's going to get paid a lot of money, I think, very soon, and that's going to be a problem, but a good problem to have. Um, tell me, tell me, Lee, how did it look in Seattle? On the, You know, on a short week as well, traveling to Seattle, not easy to put a game like he did. And yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I mean, he he did he look great. He, he had that one problem where he had the interception, which Not really was tipped, his fault. to be honest. Yeah. No. Well, it was tipped. It was going, <clears throat> excuse me. It was going behind the player anyway. Yeah. Um And he probably shouldn't have thrown it uh, when he did. No. But other than that, I thought it was excellent. His decision making was good. When he was scrambling, he was quick, very quick. Um, <laughs> every decision he made was just the right decision yeah. I, I can't think of anything that really had us that way maybe he's, there was one other throw where I thought he was going to get done for intentional grounding um, I think it was a mix up on the route run and the closest person to the ball was uh, B.A. <laughs> um, but he was nowhere near the ball and I thought we were going to get flagged for that but he didn't um, I don't know if that was a mix up with Brock or a mix up with B.A. other than that he, he leads the team you you would never guess that this is only his first real full first season. Um, obviously he's he's now past the point where he's played enough games to technically say he's had a full season. Um, so he's now in the part where you'd expect him to regress <laughs> yeah, as a true. second year quarterback, and he's just not. He's just getting better time and time again. He, he's making a lot uh, bigger throws as well. So his big time throw rate is up. His turnover worthy throw rate is down, and he just seems to be getting better. So I mean, 
I can't. Nobody outside of the 49er organization can complain about having Brock Purdy at quarterback. <laughs> and hopefully, all these other fans of other other teams stop turning around to say, oh, "Well, he's a system quarterback. He's in the best team in the league. That's why he's so good." Well, it didn't work for Jimmy. Didn't work yep. for Mullins. Didn't work for C.J. Bethard. Yeah, that's true. And we had very good teams then. We did. I think my yeah. phone's broken, Nadji, because all the haters, all the non-Niners fans who have just said what Lee said, he was a system quarterback, he's going to get found out, they've gone very quiet. I mean, the mm. three Seahawks fans who were trolling me recently must have removed me off social media because <laughs> they, they've gone very quiet. But um, you've said it there, Lee, the way he... Yeah, we always wanted, not a mobile quarterback, but Carl wanted a quarterback that could extend play with his legs. And Purdy's quicker than you expect. His elusiveness was just thwarting the Seahawks on it to the point where he was getting a bit arrogant with it. He was just running around the pocket. That throw, I think it was to be here you were talking about, or Sam Debo out on the sideline. Carl Shanahan yeah. shaking his head where, you know, he's escaped the pass rush and then he's kind of thrown it away. I think Debo gets a hand to it but doesn't get his feet in. His poise oh, in yeah. the pocket, his anticipation, his decision-making. He just looks so calm. And like you said, there's got to come a time where these haters are saying he's not a system quarterback anymore. I would say I'm his not, performance I'm not against sure. Tampa Bay was better, yeah. technically, Nadji. Yeah. But on yeah, the no, same hand, you've gone into your biggest though. rival's home. You've won 31-13. Get that scoring again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what well documented, Paul. I'm not I'm not saying it. We're, we're neck and neck. You're not getting no more out of me. If you're not saying it's fantastic, real. Real. I'm not saying. But like, like you said, we, we've all got kind of PTSD from Jimmy. Nick Mullins, CJ Bethard, and to see this kid, seventh round pick. To answer your question, Nadji, he's not going to get paid anytime soon. Our good friend John Chapman said earlier that unfortunately we're not allowed to negotiate with him till I think 2024. So we've got him on his rookie contract until then. So could, as much we as could, we could we could sign an extension an extension next year. When he's got one year left. Yeah, so that yeah, would be I like the back end year. of Next year, so, so back ne- end of yeah. next year, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's you know, one year is not that far away, <laughs> no, no, but equally, like you said, uh, I mean, it doesn't even count against the salary cap chaps. I think nah, he's no, yeah. 800,000 this year, he's room yeah. sharing with Zakeel. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna get paid, and I think we're all on the Brockett shit. So. I was yes. clinging on to the Brock Express, Nadji, purely because people were jumping on and off it. I know, it's I know, graded. It's what the Brockett ship now, Nadji. Yeah, broker chip for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, damn good. Haters are gonna hate. It's it's just you know people hated on Tom Brady for twenty five years. They're not gonna not hate Brock Purdy. That's people can't appreciate greatness sometimes when it's smacked them around the face. Um, that's you know uh, we're gonna just gonna have to live with it. Just don't listen to naysayers. Just enjoy the broker chip. That's what I do week in week out. I just I like watching football, and even if you're not a Niners fan, you should enjoy watching us at the moment. I think we're the best team in the league. It's so fun, so much fun to watch us. Uh, even more when when you're a Niners fan. Um, I think that's it about the game itself. I mean, unless you guys want to say anything else, um, I would definitely. I, I will say again, well done, Paul, for calling the 31-13. But how didn't we not? Win that game, forty-five to seven. I'm not quite sure. We, yeah, it, we, le- we, it, we left a lot of points on the field. 
Yeah, we did. You mean 45 to 17, you mean, Nadji? No, no, I would have taken 40, you know, 45 to 6 or whatever. I would, I would have taken it. I would have taken it. Um, it was a good day. Let's talk about Let's talk about this. Uh, I'll put it on the screen. Hang on. Present. Uh, share screen. And... There what it makes is. it even better is you mustn't have remembered my score prediction, Lee. So watching that game, you were oblivious. And then the next morning, <laughs> the hangover was kicking in, and you thought, "God damn you, Paul Hoff. <laughs> so, so if you if you recall, Paul, I didn't even hear your score prediction because I oh, made yeah, mine, we... and I oh, I ran off to yeah. Kells to get me pint. That's you right. Did? That's right. So oh. you didn't know. You yeah. didn't know. So, so, but... so the interesting thing before you get into that. No, so go. I, I think I said I had a pre-tailgate tailgate. So Kells Bar was the meetup for the Niner Empire. Oh yeah, we showed so, the videos when you sent yeah. it to us on the right. So, so yeah, yeah, Travis King. Oh, that's right. I did shoot a little bit of video. I forgot about that. So yeah, Travis King was emceeing that, and Gold Bar Whiskey was there. Oh. Um, and it was it was absolutely chocker in there. So it was a nice little warm up before we got down to our tailgate, which was the Forty Nine er Rush uh, road trip tailgate, which again was absolutely excellent. I, I can't say so close. Enough, so enough about John Chapman. Yeah, yeah, he uh, John, was excellent on the day. The tailgate was excellent. Obviously, there was a lot of people there I, I already knew, um, so it was good to bump into uh, Coach Cruz again, Nick Parra, Wayne Breezy, Eric Meisner, John Chapman. I think there's a few other people that came up and uh, recognised us and came over to talk to us. Obviously, uh, the Danes were there, Bo, Kim, Thomas. I think there was maybe six, six or seven of us who were there as well. Um, so it was really good, uh, really good tailgate. And I got to try yams for the first time, and they absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'd never. I, I don't know if it was a twist on yams. I'm trying to think what was on the top of it. So yams is like a little bit of a sweet potato, but slightly mm. different to a sweet potato. Yeah. Um, but then they also done in um, with cinnamon, and there was something on the top which. To be honest, it tasted a lot like, um, oh, what you call it, um, melted marshmallow on the oh, top. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So it was this sweet, really sweet potato y taste. And yeah, it just absolutely blew my mind. Beautiful. Very nice. It was a Thanksgiving special tailgate, wasn't it, Lee? And, and like you it said, was, yeah. I was sent an Adji off air. Chapman shouted us out because he joined us in the gold mine for the Buccaneers game. And he's a big supporter of ours. I was sent an Adji, even name checked, like you said, the Danes, Eric from Sweden, Adji from France. And it just goes to show <laughs> he isn't just paying lip service. So he spent that time with yeah. us. He's met people. He's listened to us all. And for him to shout us out on his show, I mean, we're, we're just getting started in this content creating game. But uh, yeah. This was the bit I was looking forward to, Nadji. So come on, let's update the viewers. <laughs> I mean, beautiful, beautiful. First one of the season, full marks, 15 points to Paul Hope, just there, 31 7, uh, 13. Bang on. And then we all scored five points. Uh, I think we were pretty close, but just kind of like not close enough. Uh, I, was, I was the furthest away. Oh, I was nowhere near. Well, you know, 27 oh, well, is not, yeah, yeah, it's was, not too close to that. Four points score. away, so you you were one point from scoring I, more points. I, I just don't like the look of that graph. I'm going to have to look, have a look at those formulas. I'm I'm sure I've made a mistake somewhere. Uh, well, what possible. you'll have missed the other night, uh, Lee. <laughs> Nadji entered his score in the Gareth's column and then took it out. And we said, if Nadji gets his score now, Gareth's going to rage because it's going to be. Hang on, that was in my spreadsheet. Yeah, that did. Yeah, it's yeah, Gareth. 
Gareth was really close. I mean, he must be absolutely fuming. Uh, really, really close to it. But, you know, at least we've got an actual... I think it's the first time of the season we got a first, second, third, and fourth separated. We had people... I think it's second, join. second time. Second Early time, right. season. Yeah. Oh, maybe early in the season, right. But yeah, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Paul is at the top with 56. I am second with 52. Lee with 46, third, and Gareth with 43. So he's super close, you know. Um, there's still a lot of games to play, and you can score 15 in one game. So it can it can change next week. We, uh, yeah, if, we if you know. look at the graph there, it looks as though week two, Paul had a one-point lead. Oh yeah, that's right. I can see it. Yeah, yeah you're, you are correct. See, I've so, got yeah. really bad eyesight. Now I can see that. Um, it might be burned um, into my memory. Here we go. So <laughs> He's not I'm, watching, I'm, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. <laughs> I have um, to go first on Thursday, chap. You, you do. You do indeed. You know. You're gonna go first. Yeah. If you're first, uh, let's do player watch. I wanted to quick shout out uh, before we do that to Charlie Warner and Ambry Thomas. I just see the grades for PFF. Have just been revealed. Charlie Warner are actually top offensive performers uh, on on Thursday night, uh, and that is his first catch of the season <laughs> for nine yards. Which yeah. it, was, it was his first target of the season. First, first target catch. of the season, yeah. Uh, but he's he's a very good running um, block running uh, tight end, and we're probably going to keep him forever, I would imagine. Alongside George, and then yeah, Ambry Thomas was the highest graded with uh, with Bossa on defense, and yeah, Ambry has been take, seizing the opportunity and running full speed with it, which is great. All right, uh, let's go, Colton McKivitt. You were at the game. Did you have an eye on him particularly, or were you too drunk and you forgot? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but you did I, just I did. watch the game, so I did. And to be honest, I didn't take any notice of him then either. All right, there you go. Well, I mean, um, so we all have to give a pass this week. We always say when the offensive linemen don't show up on the screen, it's usually a good thing, unless it's you know Trent Williams chasing poor cornerbacks. Uh, but I, I think he had a pretty good game. Uh, yeah. The Seahawks pass rush isn't elite by any means, but there was no. Uh, Nothing, nothing more than or less than he usually does. Um, I, I still definitely think we might be looking for uh, a right tackle uh, in the draft potentially. Maybe not for next year, but for the year after, kind, kind of thing. I'm not sure is definitely the answer, uh, but is is definitely not bad, which is which is what you want. And uh, oh, also shout out to Feliciano who <laughs> moved from left guard to right guard. Had a bit of a so-so game, I think. Yeah, but it's very difficult it, yeah. to just to just swap side and readjust to different people in different position. Um, but I like him. I think he plays with a good intensity, and uh, if he can play everywhere, we'll, he's definitely going to stay on this team. Uh, right, go on, Paul. Ronnie Bell. Did we get anything from from Ronnie? Special teams, obviously the muff punt. Ronnie Bell, big biggest part of his game. Um, obviously, he wasn't really featured. As a wide receiver, I mean, like I said, Debo Samuel had his, uh, his season high. He was the focal point. Then, obviously, sprinkling Ayuk. I think Kittle didn't even get many. Charlie Warner <laughs> is getting his uh, his touches. But, again, we've said it again, Ronnie <laughs> Bell. Okay. Very nice. Uh, so, I think that was from Nicholas Parrach. i seen the yeah, video of that. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. It, it was. That's why I've got it on yeah. screen. Just here. Well, thank you to Nick. 
Yeah. So <sighs> Wayne Breezy has been a big um, supporter of Ronnie Bell, being a Michigan fan. And I think the, the credit you can give Ronnie is he's making a name on special teams and he's in and around the first team in his first year as a rookie wide receiver. So I'm not overly upset. Gutted your prediction of him getting a touchdown didn't come true, Nadji, because I still remember the ball spin. But uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, uh, he's in the same ball as Sammy Womack and, and Luther Jr. You know, he's, I'm sure if he gets the chance, and he showed it early on in the season, he will take it. And I think he, he's grinding, he's working hard, and he's making an impact in what he does, which is that's the best thing you can ask players on, on the bubble, you know, that just on the edge of being able to, to play or not. Uh, and he was one of the reasons I thought maybe we could not sign BA and just plug him in inside and let him thrive. But yeah, no, he's good. I like him. Um, we can talk about Demo real quick uh, since Gareth is now here. I've, another solid game in the nickel, I felt. I, don't, I didn't really pay that much attention because it's Gareth's job and he only told us he wasn't going to be here tonight. No preparation whatsoever. <laughs> Do you guys? Did you guys want to say anything about Demo? I mean, no. the Seahawks offense didn't do anything, did it yeah. really? Um, no. The game was only close because Brock gave away the pick six. But yeah, like you said, Gareth, that's Gareth, man. So if there's nothing jumping off the page at this point, I think we're all right. Unless El yeah, Presidente right. with his gold chain's going to say something different. No, no, not at all. I think you hit the nail on the head there. We weren't troubled all night. Yeah. And, and then finally, my new player, uh, which I alluded to earlier, Jaya Brown. Unfortunately, I I had to go for a new player because Jordan Mason doesn't play, didn't play this game, uh, and and we lost half to the end end of the season or and more. Uh, so I went for Brown, uh, especially at <laughs> the Bucks game. He had a pick, sealed the game, a cracking game. He got burnt a couple of times, but I thought he was very good against uh, against the Seahawks. As you said, they didn't do anything. They didn't really challenge him, but. I'd much rather have J.R. Brown if we need to make a tackle. He's a tackling machine. Huff has a tendency of whiffing every now and then. Um, I'm trying arm tackles or trying to delete people, but I think he's a lot more sound in his tackling ability. And he was always going to replace Tashan Gibson as a strong safety, and now he's been thrust into doing like a bit of free, a bit of strong. Um, but yeah, no, I like him. He's good, and he's a rookie, and he's been just pushed in onto the field. Yeah, go on, kid. Uh, go and stop Baker Mayfield and Evans, and then Geno Smith and DK Metcalf and Tyler Locker. And he's he's done really well. Um, hasn't allowed a touchdown yet. So that's all good. Did you hear what George said about Jay Brown when they asked Kittle? No, I what did he say? So they asked Kittle, I think it must have been before the game, after the Buccaneer game, said, oh, what, what's your thoughts on Brown? And Kittle said, well, I've been cooking him all season in, in training. He's playing for the scout team, so of course he's going to be good. And then they said, all jokes aside, at um, OTAs and rookie minicamp, Kittle said him and Warner took the rookies and spoke to them and said, look, this is what you need to do. You need to look after your body. You need to be like a sponge. And he said, J.A. Brown has been around the team. And after Kittle said that, I remember seeing some footage recently of Brown in uniform on the sideline, hyping the team up, celebrating tackles, celebrating touchdowns. And he wasn't what. getting snaps. And you think that shows that he's got the right mentality and yeah. the fact that he's been preparing right. So I'm smirking because Kittle started it with a, I've been cooking him all season, but then ended <laughs> it with a, a saying, I can't do it anymore now because he's first team now. He's not going to be on the scout team anymore. This kid's going to be first team. So I thought that yeah. was just a nice touch to throw in there. I'll tell you what, we all love, love watching that big boombox intro with Debo and Trent. Well, 
is in there. He's loving it. He's taking part of it. And that's kind of showing, same again, the mentality. Huff does it too. But he's within that core group, John Jennings, and those guys that like to do this. Chase Young has jumped into it as well. So I, I think it's, yeah, you can see the... He, we drafted him for a reason. He's got it up here as well as the ability on the field. So that's that's good. I'm looking forward to seeing more play. Uh, any PSAs? Anything to say? When? Well, well, just before we get into PSAs, one one more thing about the whole experience in Seattle. Not only did the 49er fans take over the stadium, we also took over their bar after the game. <laughs> right. So they they go to um, a bar called the Blarney Stone, um, which is just outside of. Uh, Pike Place, the market, and when we were walking back, I, I think the idea was we'd go to Kells. In fact, I think we did. We walked all the way along to Kells, which is where all the Forty Nine fans were on the morning. That was closed, so we came back and we decided to try the Blarney, um, hoping that there wasn't too many Seahawk fans in there, and there wasn't. There must have been about a dozen max. Everybody else were Forty Nine fans in there, so we actually took over their bar in their city on Thanksgiving. After we stuffed them. Nice. 31-13. 31-13. Yeah. Um, We're never going to forget that, Scott. No. Look at him. He's fuming. <laughs> That's brilliant. This game's I, great. I, I and he was there to watch it. He was, I was there I was live say, as well. I, I can't possibly be fuming because I was there. You were there. No, yeah. It's just, I'll we always joke we wouldn't prediction. get one. We always joked we wouldn't get one. I think you yeah, were in the week, Nadji. It's not yeah. happening. So. It's so hard to do. Well done, Paul. Congrats. Uh, I think the only PSA that I can think of is we will do a goldmine podcast. It will probably be alive because it's a lot easier for us to a, answer questions or invite people uh, that were there uh, that we're going to ask questions to. We're not quite sure exactly when and the format it's going to take, but I we're thinking about it. We don't want to wait too long because we're still, I'm still very much on a high of being over there. Um, uh, yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> the season doesn't stop. We need to uh, carry on doing this preview review um, and the buy is gone already, so we can't do it then. Uh, so we'll find, a, we'll find a suitable time and we'll definitely do a review and talk about it and how it went uh, Spoiler that went pretty well. <laughs> it I went do really, just really want well. To say, uh, you're going to get sick of hearing this man's name, but Wayne Humphrey, what a legend. The photos keep dropping. I'm just checking yeah. that. He's just dropped another batch in the group. Yeah, no, while we're recording. Um, you might want to go and see the one with Bradley. It's, uh, it's a good yeah. one. <laughs> it is a good one. Yeah. Well, it's re- me it's very relevant. <laughs> you yeah, and Brett, yeah. It's, it's very relevant to the statue that we stood outside of the Oracle baseball stadium. Yeah, yeah. But um, a, gonna... a, a certain Mr. Perry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to show Wayne the love. So we're going to, yeah. he's going to sponsor the shows moving forward. Wayne, we're going to shout your company out, buddy. I've asked him to send me an advert, Nadji, so I can get that tweeted out because he does a lot idea. for the community. The yeah, fact that he brings his camera, the photos uh, are amazing. And he does it all for free. And like you said, you didn't even take any photos because you knew Wayne. I didn't take the photos. Yeah. And what also I've seen, people arranging mini meets for the yeah. weekend. So we'll That's get more into that for the, the next show. I had a preview. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks like it's going to be on Sky. Uh, this may be, you know, uh, a little bit too ahead, but it looks like this the Eagles Niners game is going to be on Sky. So, so, so one little announcement. I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen this weekend or not. 
but potentially there's going to be uh, five short interviews that was recorded during the books game that goes live yeah um, i believe they are getting picked up by sky but i don't know when that's going to happen i keep on expecting to see them on like a 49 ers short video because mm-hmm. I, I think it was only a couple of minutes long yeah it wasn't um, at all no but yeah there's so there's five of us interviewed at the books game so that should yep. be going out shortly yeah and on that note, go and watch the Thai, uh, the latest Thai podcast with Brianna. Uh, she's the one that interviewed us. So you can see us getting interviewed during that video. Uh, massive shout out to Thai again. Massive shout out to Brianna. She was amazing. Um, yeah, go and watch this. Go and support other 49ers content creator. Thai is definitely one of the good ones. Uh, and I think that about wraps it up. So uh, I don't remember how we finished this show. I think just enjoy this week of victory uh we are pretty good indeed uh stay safe and go niners go niners bang bang niners guys love the san francisco 49ers deep in the heart like joe montana in the corner deep heart garrison hurts stiff farm going 99 don't get it twisted one and all with john tiller jerry rice down the side